everyone to another episode of NGI's Hub and Flow. I'm Letitia Gonzalez, Senior Editor of Markets, I'm coming to you from Houston, where I track the day-to-day fluctuations in natural gas supply and demand and the impact on prices. At NGI, we believe that transparent markets empower businesses, communities, and economies, and we work to provide natural gas transparency for the Americas. This podcast is a part of our efforts. Fourth quarter earnings are getting underway this week, and midstream giant Kinder Morgan is among the first to report. So with that in mind, I wanted to take the time to talk to you today about what we can expect to hear during earnings season from the various oil and gas midstream companies that we track. Now, before we dive in, I would like to thank you all for listening to NGI's Hub & Flow. I know that you have lots of choices on where to get your industry news, and I appreciate you being here. If you haven't already, I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, rate this episode, and then tell all your colleagues about us. So if you're like me, you flip that calendar on January 1st and you haven't looked back. The good news is that after a very tumultuous year in which the oil and gas midstream companies recorded millions of dollars in losses, analysts are seeing the potential for business to get back to almost normal this year. For one, prices in both oil and gas have improved markedly from the lows that we experienced in the spring and summer. On the gas side, a huge part of that is the strength that we've seen in liquefied natural gas exports. As you recall, dozens of U.S. cargoes were canceled over the summer. Now, cargoes in the U.S. can't load fast enough as overseas demand has returned with a vengeance. Although cold weather here in the United States so far this winter hasn't really shown up, Asia has seen sustained cold for several weeks now. Now, what that's done is it's led to huge premiums in those markets, with buyers in Asia paying close to $40 per MMBTU for just one cargo of LNG. U.S. terminals, meanwhile, they've been running near full capacity at more than 11 BCF per day. Now, obviously, those kinds of prices won't last forever, but the impacts from these winter price spikes are expected to be felt throughout the summer. With that increase in demand in Asia, that's meant that Europe is not receiving as many cargoes, and so they've had to draw down on their storage inventories in order to meet their wintertime demand. What that means is that even though just a few months ago, analysts were in agreement that the U.S. might see cargo cancellations again in the spring and summer of this year, now that's definitely changed and very few, if any, are expected. That's expected to keep LNG demand here in the U.S. quite strong throughout the summer, which would, of course, lead to higher prices here in the U.S., However, it's not just LNG that's got analysts cautiously optimistic in the midstream outlook for 2021. Natural gas liquids markets are also expected to tighten this year, and propane is already very tight. Meanwhile, ethane recovery is expected to gain momentum across most U.S. basins, and demand for refined products is also expected to improve. So as you can see, things are looking very promising for the midstream sector this year with high utilization rates expected on many of our systems. But of course, there will be some midstream assets that fare better than others. 
This shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone in the industry, but the Permian is expected to lead the recovery for the midstream sector. But you've also got the Marcellus Shale and the Haynesville Shale that are also poised for improvement. However, production growth forecasts are not what they once were, and a massive pipeline build out in the Permian in particular, you've got now several pipelines there that are running below capacity. You've also got some that are coming up for contract renewals. So what analysts are projecting is that you're going to see some big legacy pipelines in the Permian cutting their rates drastically in order to capture the reduced molecules that are flowing out of that basin. Meanwhile, analysts are also keeping an eye on the Bakken. Oil prices need to be around $50 a barrel in order to really bring back activity there. But we are there now. Uh, This morning, West Texas intermediate crude prices are trading at around $52, $53 a barrel. But the question is, are these higher oil prices here to stay? This most recent move above $50 was largely driven by the announcement that Saudi Arabia would curtail 1 million barrels per day for February and March. So analysts are being very cautious and reading too much into the rally. The world is still in the middle of a pandemic after all, and lockdowns or at least some level of restrictions are in place, You know, not just here in the U.S., but across the globe. Meanwhile, just to put it into perspective, I've got a five and six-year-old and Back in January of last year, they wouldn't bat an eyelash if they saw an airplane in the sky. Now it's a huge deal and they stop whatever they're doing and they're waving at that airplane. So as you can see, demand is definitely not where it used to be. We're not at that normal level of activity that we were a year ago. So still a long way to go to get back to that place. You've also got a new administration under which the industry is going to operate. Analysts are not too overly concerned about any possible Green New Deal getting done, which would obviously be positive for the industry. That said, they do believe it's a wise move for the midstream companies to reasonably position themselves for the energy transition that is underway. When it comes to balance sheets, analysts expect this year to bring about an inflection point for midstreamers, as the last few years of tightened spending and paying down debt have paved the way for the sector to achieve free cash flow. Now, that increased cash flow could be used for buybacks or to fund new projects without taking out more debt. And while spending is expected to increase from 2020 levels, don't expect midstream companies to overspend. It may have taken a pandemic and two price crashes in the last 10 years, but midstreamers will finally see the financial discipline that they've achieved in recent years come in handy in the higher price environment. Kinder Morgan will give us the first taste of what the midstream sector saw in the final months of 2020 and their outlook for 2021 when they report their first quarter earnings on January 20th. You can read more about it in our daily gas price index or on our website at natgasintel.com. Thank you again for listening to NGI's Hub & Flow. This is Letitia Gonzalez. I wish you all good health and prosperity in the new year, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Take care. 